hello there, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and welcome, it's been a while, and <laughs> welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. Of course, I'm Mr. Warren Hayes, thanking you all for joining us today on this very special Saturday because it's special for two reasons. Well, because, well, three reasons. First of all, I don't do shows usually on Saturdays, that's first and foremost. Second of all, it's special because... We're doing a prediction show for the upcoming AEW uh, uh, Double or Nothing show, which is happening effectively next weekend at the time that we're recording this. But it's also special because I'm joined by, uh, by look, a, a guy who I've known for probably as long as I've been doing the podcasting stuff. Uh, and he is the co-host on the of the Shake Them Ropes, Ropes podcast over on Voices of Wrestling and also the co-host of the Dynamite Show on Fight Game Media, Jeff Hawkins. How you doing, Jeff? Special, like, Special Olympics somewhat. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know what it was that got me what? cracking up was the, the, the oversell of the, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what was that? No, uh, happy to be here. Happy, uh, hey, remember what we used to do? Smackdown reviews together? Yes, yes, I do, <laughs> and 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 it is such an entirely different atmosphere. I could like honestly, I don't know, I like I know you, you and you and, and and Chris over on on Shake Them Ropes. You know, you're sort of you you watch SmackDown sort of by obligation to a we certain watch degree. A little bit of everything, but yeah. you know, uh, but I I personally I like I tune out. Like I will I will watch things. If something significant happens, if someone tells me you absolutely have to see this great slash very poor thing that happened on SmackDown, you know, oh, it was ju- it was just it was just deconstructing the uh, the elements of, of the two hours. And it's like as, as we've gone along on Shake Them Rope, it's, it's like we need more product because the product that's there isn't very good. So let's find something interesting as opposed to just sounding like cranks. All the time, which was which was my problem deconstructing SmackDown towards the end there. Even though I didn't quit because I was sick of it, I quit because I got a new job. But it was still. It was well, like, I mean, this it, was bad. This was bad. This was bad. It was. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, it, was, it, it was just terrible. But but yeah. we did have good times reviewing oh. SmackDown. You I mean, you know. You know, you, you, I had to carry you, so that was no. all right. Okay, so listen. Now that <laughs> now that you're here on my show. Yes, <laughs> you, I'm you, in your territory now. Let's do e- this. Exactly. Uh, we're going to be doing this. We're going to we're going to break down the card and look at everything that's happening. And at the moment that we're recording, right, there are a couple of matches that are still up in the air. But I think that we can safely talk about, you know. But as it stands, you know. Well, okay, let's do that. But let's bring that up as a subject right now. Okay, because I ahead. think that's I think that's a problem, and I think that's also getting into the let, let's. Uh, there, there's creeping Stamfordism c- c- coming into Ooh. coming into AEW. <laughs> I, I think there's there, anointment I mean, for that. This, this waiting till the last moment to announce your card stuff. Yeah. You know, even even though we've kind of been building most of these for a while, but you know, let let's let's announce the card and then build the feuds within it. I, well, sure, I'm let's with be, you. Let's be different. <laughs> let let's be what this industry used to be, and 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 do that. I I'm. It's somewhat concerning to me that they went this way, at least this time. I mean, it's not often they do this. Let, let's let's give the devil their due. They they don't often do this, but this feels rushed in some ways. Well, it, look, you know the the, you know, the 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 main match that comes to mind uh, in that regard is of course MGF and Wardlow, right? And without talking about the match itself or what you know whatever, you know 
what do you do then if the match at double or nothing is the prize right like ultimately that is the that is the that, impetus of the feud right that's fine but we all knew what was coming at that sure point. i'm talking things like you know this death triangle versus house of black match which is you know we kind of knew it was coming but why not build that feud full of all these characters you put this much time into and stuff oh i agree and i, I look i to a degree i feel like this this uh this feud this match, it's like the seventh time they've tried to put it together. You know, like, <laughs> it does. It does feel like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it feels really like does. this feud's gone on for about two years, and it hasn't. But at the same time, but you know, I mean, it, 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 AEW doesn't have to announce a card to get tickets to be sold. I get no, that. We 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 figured that one out. We we there's there's proof to that. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think after that, it's just a question of like, let's sell out the thing. Let's sell out the building. You know, that's what I meant by thing. Let's sell out the building. And then yes. the question after that is, how many pay-per-view buys then can we generate? How much more people can will buy the show, right? Yeah, I know. But, but I mean, there, there's something about, you know, having a card and then figuring, I mean, you know, I, I, I get the thing. I get, I, you know, I get that this is the modern industry, but it was ju- it's just one of those things where it's like this, this like, I think Wednesday is going to feel slapdash in many ways. Really? I think they're gonna tr- they're gonna try and get every, although it's weird because go home shows on AEW always have at least one segment that doesn't belong on there, mm-hmm. and you're like, why did they use this time to build this match Wh- and, on the but, card on Sunday or Saturday? Yeah. To your point, that is the FTR Rapongi 3K match or no Rapongi Vice match. Excuse me, I always get that. Uh, they're doing FTR versus Trent and Rocky Romero. Is on that officially Wednesday. now on the pay per view? Or no, it's on Wednesday. It's okay. on Wednesday. So that's that's your outlier. See, that's to your point. There's always yeah. one thing that you're like, why are they doing this on the go-home show? Because it has no connection to the pay-per-view. Yeah, right? usually it's a vignette of some sort. It's like they're building this character. It's like, that character's not even on Sunday. <laughs> well, now it's a full-blown match. It's okay. A, it's a full-blown match. We're, we're already into the analysis. We're already breaking down here. And I didn't even have time to thank everyone who's joining us live here on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes during this recording here. Like Phantomark82, nice to see you. William Davis, Joseph Hargrove, Reality Creator 666, don't know, believe. Welcome. <laughs> uh, we also got Young Citrus who's here as well. Nice to see everyone. Wait, thank you for joining Citrus us live. Young Citrus is his name? Pardon me? Young Citrus? Young, like young as in uh, Carl Young. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, you're, you're very welcome. <laughs> as it makes it, suddenly it makes more sense, Jeff. Is Thank that what you. you're yes, saying? Now, yes, now it makes more sense. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get down to talking about, um, well, okay. Well, you know, we sort of talked about, you know, how, how, how we felt the pay-per-view was built to the, so far. So that's good. Let's get into the matches. Let's start talking about them. And I'd like to start with the Owen Hart uh, Foundation tournament on the men's side, the women's side. And, before actually talking about the matches, um, you know, as much as I appreciate, a, you know, a a a, a form of celebration of re- of recognition for uh, the 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 work of Owen Hart, um, I can't help but feel, especially on the men's side, Jeff, I can't help but feel like this was it. The booking of this was sort of slapdash, to use your previous expression, and rushed. Like I don't feel. Like there was really any th- true pre-planning, long-term thought put into it. So it was just like, who we got? Oh, I just hired Joe. Someone was Joe. Let's put him in kind of thing. You know? I agree. Um, I think they concentrated more on the tournament more than on the Owen Hart. 
yeah, and yeah, while you... they and, and you... while they had and while they had the, some Brett stuff in there, where's where's the tribute to Owen in here? Where where is the real tribute to Owen in here? Did we not, especially with that Joker thing? And look, I I defended on this week's Shake Them Ropes the choice of John Morrison. Sure, um, he's the guy. He's the guy at that level who can still go that you want in this kind of tournament. Don't get me wrong. I had a suggestion of Too Cold Scorpio because he teamed with Owen and he Which fought Owen a few times. You know, mm-hmm. where's the connection to Owen in this tournament? And, you know, that that would seem to be the story to me as opposed to we're doing a tournament to do a tournament. And, yeah, there's some tertiary. You know, we're just naming it the Owen because Owen's great. Okay. But let's make that first one a little bit more emotionally connected there. And, mm-hmm. and of course... I also I did take issue with that Darby Jeff Hardy match, uh, and the risks that they took in front of Owen's widow. I thought that was oh you oh you I, were on that side of the fence. I was you on were, that side of the fence okay. very much. I um, see. It didn't bother me that much. Yeah, I mean, at I, some and point, that's fine. That's know. fine. I, I, I to each their own. But it was just something that was brought up by by another co-host of mine, and I was just like I hadn't thought of it until then. And then I realized, yeah, that might have been in a little bit of bad taste here, but. Well, you know, it's not as if they repelled, you know, no. Jeff Hardy no, no, down. No, 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 no. And then you would have no. been like, what the fuck are you yeah. doing, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Um, that would have been no, totally no, that, tone deaf. But overall, I mean, it was like, it, it, somebody else brought this up. I'm like, are they gonna just going to put a bunch of tag team wrestlers in this tournament and just, uh, you know, and guys that they're kind of second-tier players that are going to ROH and stuff like that? And, and Adam Cole. Although. And Adam Cole. See, I figured when they started, when Dax Harwood really started leaning hard into the Brett stuff, right? And he, you know, come out with the trunks and so on and so forth. I'm like, well, there's the surrogate, right? There's the, there's the hard family surrogate right there. Yeah. And, and that was fine. And, and, but I thought he was going to go all the way, right? I, I thought I, he was going to go, the, I thought he was going to go to the finals, but I thought he'd lose in the finals to somebody. Sure. Which is, uh, could have also been a thing, but you know, it's, I, they had me believing Mm-hmm. At, during the Adam Cole match that this might actually happen because Adam Cole was, I felt was a little, uh, doing a little more Shawn Michaels shtick at some moments, you know, where I was like, oh, this is very, you know, low-key Yeah, they, they were callbacks. They were definitely, yeah, they were definitely doing some tribute spots in there. So, so when the surrogate loses clean to the sharpshooter, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, mm, that's... It, interesting way to to move forward here interesting booking you know but you know uh, we're, I, 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 I feel like we're kind of on the same level on how all of this was put together if we look on the men's side we have Adam Cole who's secured his position we have one more match to go one more semi-final which is going to be Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly who do you think ends up in the finals at double or nothing and ultimately who wins on the men's side I could now see because the way they've done this feels like they're going to try and find a reason to take Joe out of this tournament. Okay. With this whole uh, with this whole Ring of Honor uh, Jay Lethal type of angle. Right. I could see them knocking uh, knocking Joe out this round and bringing in somebody to face Kyle O'Reilly, who would who would then face Adam Cole in the finals. Oh, you mean like completely taking Joe out? Yes. Like a pre-tape say, angle where they just demolish him. They hurt his arm. He's not able to continue. But instead of this by Kyle O'Reilly, we've brought in so-and-so. Although that does ape the women, but that was due to circumstance. Sure. 
Okay. You know, overall, though, I mean, if they don't do it that way, it has to be Joe and Adam Cole, and Adam Cole's probably going to win because Joe has a bad arm. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I, I like. I think. I think Samoa Joe. I, I don't think there's going to be any real shenanigans. I think they telegraphed the ending on Dynamite this week when they had when they did the little you know elite promo, undisputed elite mm-hmm. pre-tape where they were really hammering home. You know, between uh, Kyle O'Reilly and and Adam Cole. Oh, we're friends, but we're gonna you know we're gonna get through this and so on and so forth. And they're not going. They. This even supersedes the entire theory. Like if you go a little further, I think they they created unity within the 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 undisputed elite group because I'm convinced that they're setting up an undisputed elite bullet club match for Forbidden Door. So you can't have dissension in the ranks if you want to look strong heading in later to fight another faction, right? Does that make right. sense? Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. So, for all those reasons, I don't think Adam Cole and and Kyle O'Reilly's happening, and uh, and your pick would be Adam Cole, and so would mine be. Honestly, I think, I think that makes the most sense. I can see finger poke at Doom if they put O'Reilly over Joe, though. I could see that too. Oh, you could. <laughs> <laughs> just just to give Cole heat, but you know, I, I think overall though, you're gonna get Joe versus uh, Cole, and it's gonna be a hell of a match, probably but the arm's going to work its way into there. I think so too. I think so too. I really like, uh, I really like the, um, was it you who was t- talking about this? I think just on shake them ropes re- uh, last night where you were talking about how Joe was slowing down. Oh but, yeah. 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 He, he feels like, he feels like, feels like, uh, for old school fans, Wahoo McDaniel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah in, exactly. in, uh, in NWA, you know, where he just this old grizzled guy who, could just smack the hell out of you but you felt it was real and it's like oh shit that guy's that guy's in for a long night uh but it makes but adam cole winning makes the women's thing very interesting because uh both of my co-hosts think that that it's going to be a king and queen of prom situation with adam cole and Britt baker winning it I personally think Tony Storm has to win this thing. I I'm kind of with you, with you on that one. Um, so clearly, you know, we do have two more matches left with Tony and Britt on Wednesday, Ruby and Chris Statlander on Rampage uh, Friday. Um, I see I see Tony winning as well. Like I, there is much more value in a strong Tony Storm coming out the gate and defeating one of the top women, right, in Britt Baker. And establishing her as a top star, because I still think they have a trouble with they still have trouble with top women baby faces in the division right now. They do. They cooled her off tremendously after the debut, which was ridiculous. She mm-hmm. needs to be built up because look, there's still some WWE stink on her, in my opinion, to a lot of fans. Um, she's great. Let's establish her as an ace in the division. And let's not make the Ruby Riot mistake, which was hot debut, came in and wrestled, wrestled a few more times, wrestled 50-50 matches, took her off TV because we didn't have anything for her. Now we've kind of brought her back, but she still, I mean, still gets a great reaction. Not as big. Tony Storm's an ace. She looks better than I think she's ever had before. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it, and, and it really needs... It really needs a babyface ace because I don't think 
unfortunately, I don't think Thunder Rosa is it. I think she's good. I, I think her promos are sort of lacking somewhat. I think Tony's yeah. having some issues with promos too. Don't get me wrong. And, and no, those, sure. those vignettes have been terrible. terrible. They've been, they've been um, bad. They've all and I been think, cringe. And I think somebody needs to be able to verbally get one over on Britt Baker. And I think right now, Tony Storm is your choice, barring someone out there that I'm not thinking of. I, 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 I think so too. Who do you think she faces? Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander? That's interesting because, right. well, here's why. Because I didn't think Statlander did any favors for herself in those vignettes with Red Velvet. I just, I just, it's so weird because it's like, man, this alien character stinks. Because it's all, you know, playfulness and ironic wrestling and all that other stuff. And we want her to be more serious. And then we rebrand her as more serious. And she's dull. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's I mean this is nothing against her talent but watch her on screen and watch her in, in in interview type of segments and watch her mannerisms and watch her emotion. She's bland and she's she's not putting any real emotion into her into her interviews the little interview time she gets. She's not really reacting to any stimulus from other people like when Red Velvet came out there. Mm-hmm. She is vanilla as hell. But your choice would normally be here. Well, we've just rebranded this person. Let's put Chris Stantlander over Ruby, right? I think Ruby could get over here, but that would make it interesting for her in the finals. Then you'd have to put her all the way, I think. That it, um, I think, yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it, it's part of the problem, right? That I, the the women's division, the, the, the women's the division is very, there. it's yeah, very top ahead. heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. That's well, the problem. I think it is. I don't think it's top heavy. I think it's mid heavy and they need to break out one of these people from the mid to the top. I mean, upper mid because Ruby, Chris Statlander and Tony storm all need a huge win right now. All of sure. them to, to get, to go to that next Britt Baker carrying the division. Sure, even sure. Thunder Rosa. I, I'm I have, in this division. I have the, the top three right now are Britt thunder and Jade, quite frankly. And everybody else is just kind of, looking for spots quite frankly and you know albeit none of none of the talking is getting over quite well because i mean brit is so brit has a charlotte problem in her booking quite a bit is that nobody can get one over on on brit baker quite a bit but uh you know i i could see any three of tony ruby or chris getting the wins and you can make a case for all of them. I'm, I'm, and, and on this side of the bracket, ah, oh, man, <laughs> Statlander. I'm going with Statlander. I'd go with Statlander too. I think it's the, I think it's a, it's the fresher match. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, and that's, that's interesting in and about itself. If that's how I'd book it, just for myself, I'd put these two in just because. Who, it's the who would you put? Match. Who would you put Statlander against who? Tony? A- against Tony. Okay. Oh yeah, no, no. I uh, honestly, I think I think Tony Storm has to has to pick it up because the I thing is, see... the thing Sorry. on top of that is with is with Brit, Brit's bulletproof, and we know this. You know, yeah. she's she's over. Period. She can absolutely take this loss, but like you were saying, like every woman who is in this position in the tournament right now, Statlander, Ruby, Tony, they all need like the big win, right? Brit is the only one who can who doesn't need it. Yeah, but I could also see Tony Khan going, let's revisit uh, Ruby and Britt. 
and may and maybe like Jamie and and uh, and and Rebel, you know, the, the old thing where oh well, Tony got quote unquote screwed out of this match, so she didn't really lose, et cetera, et cetera. You know? I could see that happening. She got screwed. Like it is. What is it? It's like the twenty. Is this year's the twenty fifth anniversary of the screw job, the Montreal screw job, and we're in an uh, Owen Hart tournament. You think? Uh, oh jeez! If they did that, I'd be did, mad. Did I just I'm be curse honest this? With you. I, I, I hope I didn't. If they this. did that, it would be stupid. I'm, I, I, no offense, oh, but it would be stupid. It would be, it would be stupid. stupid to take a WWE storyline and put it in AEW. I know. I know. Unless, unless it's part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, of course. <laughs> well, which is which is something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, or we go on to the next match. Let's let me ask wh- you something. Okay. This is a ahead. more general question about AEW. We're about to hit the three-year anniversary of AEW. Yes. This week. Yes. Give a letter grade overall. I would give AW like over the entire three years. How about the current state of AEW versus uh, from 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 your expectations? Oh boy! Okay, um, I would give it a let's. I'm terrible at this grading say, thing. I'd give it a B in regards to where it is. And my expectations. I, I, does that make sense? Like, yes. Because I, I, of course, I think everyone had rather high expectations going in, right? Right. Uh, and I think right now we're at a B. I think, um, you know, I think at some point last year, just before the pandemic, right? It was writing an A. I think it was close to being perfect wrestling shows week after week. It is still the show that entertains me the most, okay. you know, uh, as far as, you know, national televised cable wrestling. But I I feel like at this point, um, there are, there's warts that are starting to pop up. There are, uh, there are uh, 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 bad habits that are being developed that, you know, Great. I don't think that, that I don't think Tony is ready to break just yet. And, you know, I'm not trying to be facetious or make some kind of, uh, some some kind of snide joke about you know, one's potential to be using uh, narcotics. That's not uh, that's not what I was doing. Um, but, but there but there are you know there are certain bad habits that they're that, that they're heading into. And sometimes I wonder. It's like okay, well you know maybe these are passing things, but you know tw- you know uh, two to- like I like to like I like I tell my kids once is a mistake, two times is a problem. You know what I mean? Pattern, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I give it a. I, I'm I'm at a B minus right now. Okay. Um, I I think they've done some good things. I think right now though, number one, we have way too many other federation belts in this in this in this. Oh, does that bother you? It does a bit. Okay. It feels it feels a lot like NWA 1984, where everybody had a title, and you're just kind of like, okay, <laughs> well, these titles. You know, the NWA Brass Knuckles Championship. It's like. Nobody's using brass knuckles in there. Uh, no, I, I think I think the major problem I think is kind of twofold right now. I think one is they don't have a champion who can talk, and I like Adam Page, but I mean, and when I say talk, I don't mean okay. He has an occasional good interview, great. I mean one that carries this division with his mouth, and I think we've have have yet to have that. And and I think Moxley has still been the best champion in this company. So I far. agree, though. Yes. 
Yes. Because I think Kenny Omega, when he got the title, he decided he was going to do sketch comedy. And I was just like, eh, that's not, I don't think that's enough to build something. I, I think even Warner Media is kind of like, okay, who do we market at our upfronts? And they put Red Velvet on their banner. I know. What? <laughs> um, and I think the other problem is, is, uh, is they have a pillar problem. Darby's been elevated a bit, especially because of Sting. Mm-hmm. MJF is kind of where he has been the entire time. And the pinnacle didn't elevate him. Jungle Boy is kind of lost a little bit. He has the tag team tower now, but when does he break out to be more than just Jungle Boy? Yeah. And it's been three years. That's what I'm saying. Is There's a lot of young talent that I'm going, okay, they've been here for three years. Let's see Let's see the, the, the momentum there. You know, Private Party, one of those teams, same way with them. You know, Sammy Guevara's kind of been elevated a bit. He got the TNT title, but that's been hot potato for a reason because they want to do anybody can win on any given week. That's fine. And then, um, let's see, who am I forgetting? Or did I get all four of them? I got you, all four of them. Uh, MJF. I had MJF. And MJF has always kind of... MJF is the guy. MJF is the take, guy. MJF is the guy to take the title to see if we have a breakout star that we've created. I, I think I think that's... More that's so than Paige? Yes. Hmm. Because MJF can talk. MJF, you can send to morning shows, and he'll be a jerk, but he'll be an entertaining jerk. He's a guy who can do media. I'm waiting for the guy who will break out of just more than AEW. That's that's the thing I'm waiting for here. And I know it, I know three, well, three years isn't a long time. You're correct. And they're building their audience, and it's growing. You know, between year two and three, it's grown a little bit. It hasn't grown as much as between years one and two. So it, it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, are we having a wrestling war or is this still, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to grade on a curve here. That That's the whole thing for me. It's like, I'm waiting for somebody, you know, it's like, it's like waiting for that new soda to take over Coca-Cola. You know what I'm saying? Coca-Cola has all this shelf space. WWE has all this shelf space. I'm waiting for somebody to be iconic out of the AEW that they point to and go, okay, he's from AEW. He's not from that other place. He's, he does wrestling, but wrestling isn't all WWE. In the zeitgeist, not just among sure. wrestling fans. Jones Cola didn't do it for you? Jones Cola didn't, uh, no? I am firmly an RC cherry guy <laughs> in terms of what's the best soda is on the market. But uh, yeah, no, well, it's not. I- Look, this is a, maybe, a you know, I, I think we're exposing a bit of a difference between you and I, because personally, I I couldn't care less in regards to whether or not you know the, the champion can, you know, go to Good Morning America. And, oh, you know, I, I know and, that. And, I, know. I just mean star power of, of the champion, too. I think the star, the, the, the biggest star in, in the in on the show should be the champion. And I'm not sure that that's happened here. But don't you think that's interesting at the same time? Don't you Someone. think it's interesting, you know, Someone. to have to have such a, a loaded card that you can you have things that people are excited for top to bottom? Because I'll give look because I think that week in, week out, there are things that make me really excited to watch AEW. Uh, yes. Blackpool Combat Club is, you know, and even before they were doing that, I thought even I thought the Moxley uh, Brian build to their magic revolution that had me on the edge of my seat. I loved huh. everything about it. Um, okay. The um, you know Wardlow MJF right now I think is fantastic. Now, now hold on, right? hold on, hold on, no, hold but, on, hold on. 
My- I want to hold on because, yes, Wardlow MJF is fantastic. Well, we should get back to the card in a second. But were you excited because you like Danielson and Moxley, or were you excited by the actual story they told on TV? I was ex- I was excited by the, to- the story they were telling on TV because it was about let's just beat each other up. And you know what? We sh- when we're done beating each other up, we should get together and beat other people up. And I'm like, this this rules, man. That's pro wrestling to me. Okay, I, th- you know? I thought Danielson was miscast as a bit heelish in that thing. But okay, no, that's fine. To each your own. That's that's cool. I could be wrong on things. I usually am. As people <laughs> but, uh, I'm glad you said it. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm not looking at the chat right now. So, you know, they probably think I'm cool of it. But go, oh, go they're ahead. Just, they're having a Let's good Let's move on time. with the card. We'll just roll with it. Um, let's talk about the tag team Anarchy in the Arena match. Where we have the Jericho Appreciation Society, Angelo Parker, uh, Magic Matt Menard, Daniel Garcia, Jake Hader. Daddy Magic. uh, Yes, Daddy Magic. (laughs) Matt Menard. And Chris Jericho versus the Blackpool Combat Combat Club, Brian Danielson and John Moxley, alongside Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Um, Okay. Walk me through how your feelings about the Jericho Appreciation Society and how that all came together because it's kind of like the impetus of all of this, right? Um, <laughs> doing a sports entertainment franchise to tweak the WWE people and also, you know, tweak the AEW hardcore fans, I guess it's fine. I guess in some ways. Um, I just I, I think Jericho should have been the second banana here to to um sorry, I was getting my own audio in my ears for a second there. Uh I, I I think Daniel Garcia should have been the impetus and the focus of this crew as opposed to Chris Jericho. And I think the Jericho Appreciation Society name, while it's funny for two to to do the inter inter and talk about Judas and stuff like that, he's had his time. Oh, let's, for sure. Let's, let's build the new guy. And, you know, and, and, and you know, the, I like the fireball because it's old school professional territory wrestling and mm-hmm. in, in its very essence. Mm-hmm. I hated that he's now calling himself a wizard who can shoot fire. <laughs> I just, it's like, uh, <laughs> you should have said and, it once, you know, but Jericho let, always has to drive something home. He says it and once I, and we're good, you know. And, and it's kind of gone off, but. It went about how I thought it would say, okay, we are representing sports entertainment here. And now we're going to fight wrestlers and fighters. And that's cool. Up until William Regal says that I've stuck a toothbrush up my butt. Um, which had no play. I mean, uh, the week I've... after saying, I, I, we take a knife and we cut your face because we want you to remember things. Oh, I've also, I was also sticking toothbrushes up my butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, there's just that disconnect there, kids. Come on. I'm a big tough guy who will scar your face, but you know, a little butt play. That's always nice in the, in the afternoon. Um, you know, here's the thing is is that, is that for most of this match, BCC should just beat, beating the crap out of them. But I think this is a, this feud must continue thing. And that's the problem here is that this feels like it should be a blow off and it ain't going to be a blow off in any way. I don't think so either. I think this is and gonna, it really I, should be a blood and guts match, but they can't fit the second arena into the into Las Vegas at, at this point because they've sold all those seats. So I think somehow, 
I mean, because because I think the end game of this story has to be Daniel Garcia joining the Blackpool Combat Club and, and having a turn and realizing that this isn't what he is, even though. It, but we haven't gotten to that story arc yet. So I, I think somehow the Jericho team has to pull this out. I, I you know, I thoroughly enjoyed the the the, the swerve of Daniel Garcia. Right. The 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 wrestling purists favorite wrestler. Yeah, you know, go, c- cutting the promo and saying I am a sports entertainer, and it's just like, like you know, it's fantastic, right? Um, I and I'm the minute I saw that, I was like, I cannot wait then for the turn, right? Because ultimately, that's what it's going to lead to—the turn, mm-hmm. the moment where Daniel Garcia turns around on Chris Jericho and shoots on him, figuratively speaking, right? You know, not an actual shoot. But he shoots on him, and and then he goes off and does his thing again. Because the whole pairing, even with 2.0, was always a little strange. It was always off-color for him. I always right? liked it, though. I mean, it's always a nice yin and yang type of thing where he has funkies who can take that loss and guys who can talk for him. But eventually, everybody has to fly on their own. That's the thing. No, no, absolutely. And, and I mean, eventually it's going to happen because Jericho's going to get bored of this group, and, you know, they're gonna he's going to move on to something else. Um but, you know, as it stands right now, I think it's going to benefit Matt Menard more than anyone else. Right? Yeah. Because right he's, getting, he's getting his facials in. Jericho clearly likes him because he does give him room to, you know, to, to say a couple of lines during the promos. He does the whole, you know, full this, this should have been Kevin. This should have been Kevin Owens in 2.0 in WWE. But, yeah, it, it is. I, oh, we get it. We all know that. We all yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm look. There's no. Is there any way that the sports entertainers are going to win in the uh, sports-driven AEW, the the sports presentation AEW? Uh, overall, no. They eventually have to lose because this is a tale of, of talking about sports entertainment versus professional wrestling. What I want to see in this match is I want to see the sports entertainment people get vicious. I don't want to see them doing sports entertainment spots. I want to see them. I want this to be. For lack of a better term, the the Tupelo, Mississippi, you know, concession stand brawl. I want this to be anarchy all around with fighting and fighting and fighting. I don't want this to be, you you know, like they had that, you remember, was was it the stadium stampede where it was FTR and Proud and Powerful in in the nightclub at the, I don't want those types of set pieces. Yes. I just want, I just want people hitting each other with crap until one team goes down. That's what I want. That uh, No, I agree. That's exactly that's exactly what I want as well. Uh, it, it has to be, they have to be all over the place. I'm looking you know, what I'm hoping for. Cause they're pretty, they, they, there's moments where they've, where they've shown that they're able to do it. You know, one of the things that I really used to like about the old ECW, when they'd have these wild tag teams, you know, and you'd have, uh, you know, you, 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 the have gangsters, two teams. the eliminators, the, 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 you'd have the eliminators and, and, and the pit bulls, let's say, you know, on okay, either yeah. side, they'd split up in twos and then they start fighting all around the arena and yes. then you'd have camera cuts, you know? Yes. But, and that's what just, they should do here. That's definitely what they should just do here. bring in the chaos. And they mm-hmm. did it. Uh, they did it really successfully. AEW did at the, at the revolution pay-per-view where I can't remember everyone who was involved with when sting threw himself off of the, uh, the balcony. Thing. Yes, they yeah. were doing that really well. Going, catching a spot here, moving to another spot there, and if they can recreate that chaos on TV, which is not an easy thing to do, um, I think I, I'm 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 
I'm I'm looking forward to it because it has to be that. It has to feel chaotic, has to feel violent. Do you think uh do you think there's any more to this Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson thing that uh they sort of hinted at? I think I think they might expound on that, but I, I you know what? It's weird. I'd have Eddie Kingston take the loss. To to Danielson? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, in the match. Yes. Interesting. Or to or 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 to Garcia, one of the two, because I think Proud and Powerful really need to be built up these days. They're just they're just coming no, off as 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 flunkies, and I think you're not going to beat either member of the BCC. I don't think so. I think Eddie Kingston, oddly enough, is the guy to take the loss, and he's going to be the guy that has the best reactions to losing when Jericho starts mocking him. True enough, and especially if it's Garcia who pins him because he's been yes he's been yes. particularly targeting uh, Dan Garcia. Mm-hmm. So. So you're saying that the feud goes on so the Jericho Appreciation Society would win? Yes. Yeah, I think they pull the swerve too. I, th- I think they pull the swerve here. We mentioned it earlier, the six-man tag match death triangle takes on the House of Black. Um, Like we said, you know, it feels like it's been forever that they've been trying to put this match together. Look, okay, here. Been talking about, you know, over the past three, you know, the th- past three years of, of AEW, right? We're getting moving into it. Is Pac currently the most criminally underused, top potentially top level talent that they have? Oh. Wow! Uh, that's a talk about question. talk about guiding you in the question, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, still the FTR is the most criminally underused. Oh, there you go. There you go. What they have? Let's, let's uh, talk about he's up guys there. Pac Pac is up there. Let's put it that way. He's top three. Um. I can yeah I'll, I'll okay let's go with yes just to just to continue so that I don't because they made because you remember he was part of the press conference right yeah he was there yeah he showed yeah. up people lost their shit because he, you know yet everyone was aware of what happened with WWE having him set his contract out he was tearing it up what in Dragon Gate if I'm not mistaken uh, was their champion right mm-hmm. um, and uh, people were extremely excited but it's always I know he's been injured, and maybe that's the kind of thing that derails plans, but the the closest that he's come to a top-level match was that thing with Kenny Omega and yes. Orange Cassidy. Well, no, no. Well, yeah, that the one-on-one with Omega, too. I but mean, Omega wasn't champion at that point. Right, but still. I mean, that, that elevated him more than anything he's done. I mean, even, even that three-way didn't really help him, because I think Orange Cassidy kind of brought that down a little bit. No offense to Orange Cassidy fans. No, but it, but I get it. You know, I I I kind of feel like it's still strange. To, it's very strange to me that they're still using him in tag team, uh, you know, trios context. Look, they have to pull the t- the trigger on this. They have stuff. a glut of people right now, though. That's the thing, and it's like you don't know really who's clear. And and I I haven't been the biggest fan of this story. I think it's very sports entertainment, and I think it's very digging into the whims of Alistair Black and what he wanted to do in WWE as well with the spooky supernatural stuff. And okay, fine. Hey, this match is going to burn the place down in terms of guys who like spots and work rate. I do. I mean, that, that, I mean, the big danger to this one is, is, is that the Lucha brothers again, want to get all their stuff in. It's going to go five minutes too long. And then everybody's going to be rushing for the rest of the night. Sure. But I think I think the match itself, and hey, maybe it's about time we get to see Buddy Matthews do something. Mm-hmm. Something really interesting, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, because the the thing is that there's no reason that for this match to 
to to suck because there's oh it won't there's suck. six extremely it won't suck and it and, might it might be a little set piecey but it won't suck at all you know I, I think it's one of those where regardless of how it was built they're just gonna throw these guys together and they're gonna they're gonna put on a barn burner one way or another and hopefully okay. Ray Phoenix won't hurt himself <laughs> who wins that's a very good question right. <laughs> Personally, I think the House of Black needs to win because I think they don't feel as hot as they once were. And Aleister Black is definitely not as hot as he was when a certain Codworth Rhodes was around to, to, to boost <laughs> well, here, them. Here's the thing is they went for, he went from Cody Rhodes to dealing with Fuego and, and Julia Hart and the Versity Blondes. To me, yeah. it's like if they get the win... It's it. They still are at square one of okay. Who do they move on to next? So there is something to the fact that I think Pac needs a win <laughs> badly. Um, true. This is also true. But you know, I also, if he pins you know, a Brody King or something, that'd be fine to me. But um, you know, I mean, either way, House of Black is at square one, and and so I guess you could elevate them to go up against. Blackpool Compact Club next? Maybe if you get pull them away from that feud? Well, look, you know, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen the reports, the rumors. I think it's Dave that talked about it. I haven't that, seen that, him, so that, tell that, me. That, what's that? The, oh, I okay. haven't seen him, tell me. No, that, that, that the trio's titles are ready, that they're done. Oh, they're okay, made. those, yes, I have, yeah. I, you know, I think it's more than time to pull the trigger on them, right? Like, yeah. not this weekend, but, you know, they have been setting up the trios, the teams, you know, just the fact that the, com- b- before, Wheeler Yuta set off to Japan. They had those guys week in and week out defeating, you know, three three dweebs on the other side week after week after week. I... Okay, so so they do so they do this. The House of Black wins this, and then it plays into the tournament where Death Triangle wins the trio tiles in the tournament. That's that's I guess that's the way you do it. There you go. That could be. But that, that means that, that means this feud must continue though. So, okay, we're not gonna get any resolution. My God, if Julia Hart has something to do with the finish of this. So. <laughs> well, you know what? Look, at least it will be some form of resolution, right? Because the thing that I was... The, no, honestly, the thing that I was that I was most afraid of was that the week after she didn't attack Griff Garrison... That, that they were going to go right back to it? That they'd, 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 you'd see them backstage and they'd all hug, you know, and <laughs> someone would put some some Zinco facts on her, on her eye, you know? <laughs> And then she'd be like, okay, we're good. And then we're all friends again. And that would have pissed me off. Yeah. Because I, I I want some form of resolution to this. Even if she does poke her nose in at some point, I'll be at least, well, at least it was, it brought us to this. I was think she good? hits, I don't I care. Th- I think she hits one of Death Triangle with the chair to give him the win. Interesting. To, to give, to give, uh, to give uh, House of Black House the of win. Black the win. Well, I, they really have to do something at this point. Okay. They really, they really have to. And do. I think this crowd craps over that. Oh God, yes. <laughs> the internet's gonna melt down. Um, we're gonna start talking title matches with Sweet. uh the AWTBS title. Champion Jade Cargill is going to be defending against Anna Jay coming in from out of left field with uh, uh champion's pick again. I watched Rampage this morning, and having Anna Jay save Ruby Wright was ridiculous, given that Ruby Wright is in the tournament still, so that basically 
It's a little, okay, it's, when you put it that way, it is a little strange. I hadn't thought demeans of that. her quite a bit. So yeah, okay, fine. Um, Jade gets number thirty-one. I think so too. And I don't think it's a very good match. I don't think I, I, it's going to be very. Here's the thing, right? And chat, by the way, chat, let us know who you think. Does Jade is is Jade retaining? Or uh, is Anna Jay becoming the, the new TBS champion? Which, again, would be... And I think this is kind of a mistake, because I always thought Anna Jay should be the one to take it off of her, and you build her up, and you build her up, and you follow that journey to eventually take it. And then it's like, okay, look, here's this internal person that we've been building up all this time to take it from our other internal star. That's that's a great thing. And it's the secondary title, and then Anna Jay can defend it for a few times, and some veteran that they've brought in can take it away from her. Or Ruby Riot. Sure. My thoughts on Jade are very simple, but not really at the same time. She got okay. herself over because because of all of her intangibles. She's she's fantastic as a presence, right. exactly. and she's actually not a she's not bad. They just ask her to do too much. In my there opinion. you go. They're they're just asking her to punch a little bit above her her weight, so to speak. Uh, well, Maybe. Uh, have her work as a giant. Why not? As opposed to this extended choreography and putting people through limbs and having to pick people up and do these weird like contortions and things like that. Choke slam and get her out of there. <laughs> she had, she was using a couple of weeks ago. She was using the tour of the islands, you know, Jeff Cobb's finisher. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, that's it. Never mind the, 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 the glam slam that she's doing right now, whatever she had, the jaded, you know, yeah, the, her jaded. double underhook uh, gourd buster. It's like, mm -hmm. never mind that. The, the tour of the islands works for her because she's bigger than everyone. She's stronger than anyone, and it looks like it hurts. You know what I mean? Push her Plus, like it, you know, you, you, you don't have to apply any complex holds yeah. or, you know, whatever. You know, it just, it yeah, just works the, for The her. thing is, she's not in there with veteran people who are, and that's the for other the most point. part. Yeah. That's the other point. If, you know, God bless Anna Jay, because uh, this is another uh, wrestler who's come up, who's, who's, who's improved since she started but she's in no position to help uh carry anyone if if shit starts to break down it's kind of like nikita Lyons and lash legend from a couple of weeks ago oh, no 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 but, no. It, but it literally it is no but no 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 but they're not that bad but the the situation being something broke down in the match neither woman knew what to do yeah, because everything is, is okay. extremely choreographed so they're like you actually hear them calling spots at each other because they don't know what to do Right? Yeah, and the referee's yelling at him spots too at the same yeah, exactly. time. Exactly. But, 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 I mean, it's one of those things. That's the worst like, case scenario. We'll, yeah, you know, we'll just... but Anna, Anna Jay and Jay Cargill are all Japan women 1991 compared to Nikita <laughs> Lyons and yes. Lash yes. Legend. Yes, absolutely. Good I Lord. completely concur. I completely yeah. concur. Um, I, look, don't, don't, don't let my, I don't think this will be a good match, meaning it's going to be a bad match. Let's put it that way. I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying this match is going to be the drizzling craps. I didn't say that. I, I just think it's, I, I think it's, it's going to be kind of a basic match. So nobody has to do anything too difficult. Nobody gets lost. Mm -hmm. Telling a very simple story mm -hmm. and Jade wins. It'll be that simple. Mm -hmm. It'll be that simple. Next we have, um, oh, well, okay. The Hardys taking on the Young Bucks. Now, Jeff, uh, Listen, um, I, I do listen to Shake Them Robes every uh -huh. week, but I feel like I feel like I don't know exactly how you feel about Jeff Hardy. I know how Chris feels, your co-host. Yes, Chris does um, not 
care for Jeff Hardy. At this and, and, and I, you know, like I've ever since he's come back, you know, I've tried to not be that guy on my podcast, but I am that guy. I don't, I don't need Jeff Hardy in singles matches. I really don't. I don't see what he brings outside of doing stunts. And I think it's, I think it's ungrateful of us to be required that to be asking Jeff Hardy to be going out and breaking his body for us again after all these years. Are we asking him or is this what he wants to do? Well, listen, if you see, okay. (laughs) Now listen. God damn it, Jeff. (laughs) No, here. Okay. No, but the point, look, I think we are asking him because if he, if he goes on, uh, on a rando dynamite and he climbs and he's, you know, in the backstage area and he climbs to the top of a, uh, you know, of a, and he dives off of it and people lose their shit over it and people are gifting it on Twitter and people are like, Jeff Hardy's so amazing and it, that is us asking him to continue to do that because that's Jeff Hardy's mindset I think he's been on TV way too much that too my, my position is that we don't need to see Jeff Hardy every week and while Jeff Hardy is definitely the star attraction of the Hardy Brothers because we overexpose Matt Hardy every week. I just, I think, not necessarily Brock Lesnar level special attraction, but a little higher up. But I think also Tony, I think there's a little bit of member berries. I think it's, oh man, Jeff Hardy should have been, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy should have been the face of the WWE type of thing. Sure. And deserves a bigger push. Not unlike Christian, but a little bit like Christian. Because that's Tony Khan's favorite wrestler. I think Tony Khan has a lot of nostalgia for guys of the SmackDown 5 era, so to speak. Do you, you know, think... SmackDown 6, I'm sorry. SmackDown, SmackDown 6. 6. No, no. I, that, it makes sense to me what you're saying. Do you think that it, on top of that, it could be there could be a little bit of uh, Tony Khan going, look, I brought back Sting. And he, everyone said he was over the hill. And look at what he's doing now. Yeah. I brought yeah. back, you know. Bringing but back Sting doesn't, but Sting doesn't do that every week either. No, I mean, it's, is, uh, exactly. it's for rare occasions. Problem is, I think Jeff Hardy still think. I think there's a little bit of Jeff Hardy who still thinks he's thirty. And uh, and I think and, in his and mind, a little bit of still does right. Yeah. A little bit of Peter Panism going there, and there there's a, there's a disconnect here because we know from every other type of uh, every other pay per view and and just three years of this, Tony Khan has a hard time telling guys no when they really want to do something. Mm-hmm. And he has he has a little bit of a problem uh, editing down people where it's like, hey, we don't need to do everything in this match, et cetera, et cetera. And I think Jeff Hardy is a guy who's, man, I'm just riding the wave right now, and I want to do it as long as I can until until I can't go anymore. Okay, but it's closer to not being able to go anymore than it is riding the, the wave. Yeah. Um, this match, we've seen, I think, the best Hardys. Uh, Young Bucks dream match that was at the Ring of Honor special in uh, was it Orlando? I believe it was I don't before they the made location. before they, before they, before they made their return uh, the next night to WrestleMania mm-hmm. to jump off ladders on top of uh, Cass and Enzo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I think we're gonna see of the Hardys in this iteration. I think they're having fun. 
you know, I'd, I'd much rather, I'd much rather see the broken universe come back and have them do those types of things than do okay. this. I mean, the Bucks are going to try their damnedest here. Uh, the Bucks are going to do their best. They're going to do their best. And I think Jeff Hardy's going to try and do too much. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to leave it at that as, as what's going to happen in this match. And I think the Bucks go over. And I think they. Well, hold, hold on, Hawkins. Hawkins. I had the Bucks. I think the Bucks offer to put the Hardys over here. I do. That I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if they did. It wouldn't but, shock me. But is that the right decision? No, of course not. The right decision here is to put over the Bucks, who have a a lot more heft as being a top heel group if you want to push this Forbidden Door thing. So maybe I'll change my mind here. I I, I think, boy, there are people that want this Jeff Hardy solo push to something, and I just, I disagree strongly. Like, I don't even know what you do with it, Jeff. We saw him with Kyle O'Reilly a couple of weeks ago, and it was brutal to just watch him. Go, like, this is a I, this is a guy who gets he gets the same cheers he got as 15 years ago, but he can't do the same matches as no. he did 15 years ago. But he's gonna try. And and, and I can understand the level. Of, like I, I can understand that people really like the Hardys. Like you know, yes. like last year, right? Last year, in the midst of the uh, Hardy family office thing, I saw Matt Hardy on two separate occasions on two different AEW shows in dark matches, right? Both times he comes out, the place goes unglued. Huh. For, for, for Matt. For People Matt, okay. love the Hardy Boys. They yes. really, really do. And of course, they particularly like Jeff because Jeff is yes. the, he's the crown jewel. It's just as simple as that. So I, you know, I get you bring them in, you make them happy, you make the fans happy. Is it a question of... You know, maybe the, you know, Matt and Jeff wanting to go out on their own terms, you know, that they'll know... They'll know Tony will let them go on their own terms because there's been, you know, there's some of that in Sting, you know, Sting's like, you know, I'll I'll be able to go out in a way that I'll feel proud with, about. Same thing with Christian, I would say as well, you know, where you don't have to, you, you don't succumb to the whims of one old man, you know. Okay. Counterpoint. Please. Do. Out of those three acts, only one of them is self-aware enough, I think, to know that, uh, to know that. Okay, I maybe Christian is too. I kind of take it back. I mean, he's had the main event match with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. But of those three, Sting's the only one who knows where the end of the tunnel is. I think so. Yeah, I think. I think he. I. I think he was. You know, it's it... because because Christian has it has it has a very very um. Uh, earned chip on his shoulder about being put on the shelf for at least ten, uh, five to seven years of his career that he could have been continuing to go. I think I agree. I agree. And Jeff Hardy, but Jeff, Jeff Hardy has a, a, a litany of things in his head that are both wrong <laughs> and a little delusional. I think it can be a dangerous combination. Yes. So our minds, our minds say the bucks should go over. But you're, you 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 also you I think, also I, you'll throw in the sentimentality. I will throw in the sentimentality for this reason. I think there might be a, a Hardy's FTR match down the road. Oh Lord! I, I mean, oh Lord, you're right. You know, I mean, it's the kind of thing where you go, oh, but then when you think about it for a second, you go, oh, okay. You go, well, okay, this could be good or this could be dog crap. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're in there- between. Yeah. There, there we go. 
Now, there's a match that hasn't been announced yet, but I think it's coming. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he has to win a match on Wednesday, right? Wardlow has to win the match on Wednesday. And then maybe, if that happens, he'll get his match at Double or Nothing against MJF. Uh, look, we already touched on it a little bit. It's it's legitimately one of the best things on AEW right now. It's something that I'm week after week excited on. Uh, Jeff, I know you are a you are a, a, a an old school territory historian. I love me my old time wrestling as well. Uh, you know, um, especially you know WCW Nitro era. I really you know I like this because it's a really well executed pro wrestling angle to the point where it made me like the contract signing last week. It's the best story AEW has ever done. Oh, it's really? fantastic. It's really good. It's fantastic and it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect what they've done every step of the way. Everything they've done. Is, as I said, the big problem with the story is is the next beat of Wardlow. Well, because, yes. Actually, because, and, and following up on it because they that's are. That's the biggest test. They are killing it right now, it's making insane. him a star. I mean, absolutely. I mean, the 10 lashes thing and and. When you view it through the lens of it's the polar opposite of how they did the Cody story where sure. Cody is just dying on every, on every lash and, you know, really getting the sentimentalism up there and Wardlow's just taking it all until they decide to kick him in the balls, you know, <laughs> he, and to the point where, to the point where his no selling it drives MJF crazy and he starts just wasting his, his lashes by lashing out on him pun not intended, but it's there. Uh, you know, that the whole thing afterwards where he kicks him in the ball and then starts choking him with the belt and screaming at him in his face. It was fantastic. The contract signing is fantastic. The, the the whole thing where it's where it's like he has to be like brought out for, with all security geeks and thing. It's fantastic. I love this program. I absolutely adore this program. I, I, I really think it's the look, it's it's it, it's one of the best things they they did because I really really got into the CM Punk MJF stuff. Oh, yeah, later yeah. down the line. Um, but look, it's all it's all prime stuff. And look, the the connecting tissue here, as Chris Charlton and on NJPW likes to say, the connecting tissue here is MJF. This yeah. is the he's the constant here. He's fantastic. It, it's it's been completely fantastic. The danger in, on this card is where do you put this match because you are crowning this guy. Yeah, and and this crowd is gonna go wild for it. I think. I mean, I think you have to crown this guy. You have to. You have to have him beat MJF. You have to. Uh don't don't put a women's title match after this, please, um, <laughs> because <laughs> then there's gonna be a certain fan base that gets very mad about that. But uh, true, if you if you opened with this, it would be fantastic. I think. Um. Yeah, I I, I think I think you coronate Wardlow, and then we see what happens. Wardlow. Has been fantastic. That's the thing people aren't aren't getting as well. I th I think Wardlow, for a professional wrestler, is pretty fantastic actor in terms yes. of his his facials, his reactions, his talking is very underrated in my opinion. His delivery is fantastic here. I I'm looking forward to big badass Wardlow as a ace baby face and seeing where we can go with this. I really am. He he doesn't expend his energy willy nilly, you know. He's, no, he, he focuses it very well. Um, the um, look, the, I think they they could have MJF go over here. 
because MJF is not above using anything at his disposal to do so. There is still Sean Spears, unless they completely take out Sean Spears this Wednesday with a kayfabe injury, you know, where he's like, oh, you know, he's going to be out for six weeks or whatever. Um, I mean, I don't think it would be the right play because, or, okay, hear me out. I think the match at All Out, and I might be spoiling my, my something a little later on. I think the match at All Out is Adam Page versus MJF for the title. Okay. I think that I think that's the match. So I think you you come out of double or nothing with MJF winning over Wardlow, right? And this feud continues for a couple of months. Because let's not forget we're you know they do quarterly pay-per-views, they don't do one every month. So this feud continues a little bit just to lead us into July, beginning of August, where then they start to heat up Page and MJF. In the meantime, you know, it keeps MJF busy. You get, and and, and the chase continues for Wardlow because we really like the chase. But then again, is it too much of a chase? Yes, because the first time they should turn Wardlow was in Wardlow's hometown when they were dying mm-hmm. for it that time, when, yes. when the entire pinnacle angle happened, they were dying for it. And they, it was a Cleveland. Was that the show? Yes. Yes, it was. And, the, and that's when they should have probably turned them the first time and really strapped the rocket there. Sure. They weren't ready. Um, <laughs> I kind of disagree with your path, although I, I find it understandable and a definite possibility, but I do think, we're getting MJF and Punk it all out. And we th- I think we're getting MJF taking the title from Punk hmm. it all out. Hmm. Um We're gonna have an interesting discussion in a few minutes. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not completely sold, so you can always you can always talk me into it. I don't think we can have this chase continue. I think okay. we need to we need to see what we got here. I do. I, I just I don't but I also don't see it I, I can see MJF using Mark Sterling to lawyer his way out of it, not oh, being sure. an official loss, like his, his leg is under the rope or something to that effect. I could see a DQ. I could see a count out, you know, and fine. You get your win or whatever you get your freedom, but really not giving him the big one, which I think would suck, but I could see them doing it that way to protect MJF. But uh, look, I, I think power bomb symphony MJF has the rope, but they count the three. That's that's what I would do here. That's okay. All right, foot foot under the rope, like you know, kind of thing. Yes. A little yes. subtle. Okay, work. Okay, well we'll see. You know, honestly, like you know, I I'm overthinking it. I think because yes, sometimes most of the time the simplest booking is the best. Look, and- I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. There, there's there's an issue though that you do that. What you're thinking is basically the Dusty Rhodes style. Pretty is much, that, is, yep. that, is that is that is that we don't take the new star, we don't let him win the first time because we want that heat for the return. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Dusty realizes, well, I'm not. We're never gonna get back there because I'm putting myself in the match. <laughs> and then and then by the time they get to that new star, it's already kind of been like, well, the time to really coordinate him was the last time. Like they did that with Luger, they did that with Wyndham, they even did that with Sting in some of in, in some effect. Sometimes you just got to go with the yeah, guy and see what he has. No, no, I know. And, I, you know, to a degree, I'm overthinking it for the sake of conversation. Because if because if I'm booking it, I'm like, no, nah, we're this is 
it's Wardlow's night. It's well, we've been on an hour. Let, let, let's try and get this done in another half, shall we? Let's do it. <laughs> AEW World Tag Team Title Three-Way Match. Dino 210 are taking on Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. <laughs> and the Team Taz combo of I've Powerhouse I've never heard that Hobbs. before. That's great. Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Thank you very much. You're welcome to use it. Um, the um, Okay, now, when you were, again, very interesting that you brought up the grading thing over the past three years. One of the places I find, oddly enough, that AEW has failed to satisfy me in, in, in as opposed to to, to previous uh, previous years is in the tag team division for mm-hmm. for a place that lauded tag team division and we're going to make tag teams important and you know we're going uh, we're, we're going to take over everything in regards to uh to tag teams i feel like it's been slipping a little. I if we're throw we're second pay per view in a row where we're doing a triple threat for the tag titles. I I'm not a fan necessarily of all of this, and I don't feel like the tag teams feel as special as they did. I agree, and having three sets of tag team belts in the division isn't helping either. In some ways, in some ways, I, look, I'm fine with a secondary tag title, a world tag team, U.S. tag team action. It was always kind of cool to have 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 you know the Midnights and the Rock and Roll Express fighting each other for a secondary tile. Sure. Here's the p- problem with this was this isn't the original triple threat that they were setting up. They were setting up the Bucks, Red Dragon, and the Jurassic Express, and then all of a sudden, the hell are these two other teams doing here? Mm-hmm. You're kind of like going, oh, all right, fine. This is mostly to help Jungle Boy and, and Luchasaurus, in my opinion, and cover for them. I think so too. I, I mean, I look. I enjoyed the la- the last triple threat over delivered. I thought, it yes, did. it did. It absolutely did. I, I'll I'll give you that much. I just don't have a real interest in the Swerve Lee team, to be honest with you, yet because I don't feel like. I mean, I feel like yeah, they've put these two together and they've done some things on Rampage, but you know, they don't feel like there's a real heat element to the, to these feuds between the three teams. It's just, these were the three teams kind of uh, half-assedly snarking at each other a little bit and getting wins here and there. Well, I actually, I, I feel like there was actually something very interesting with okay, go Swerve ahead. and Lee and the team Taz dudes. Yeah. The, 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 the yeah, the Swerve I, thing is, I really liked that. I thought it would, it had a good energy. I thought it was fun. They stuck to the basics, you know, like it's, I like the team. I want this more heated though. That's what yes. I wanted it as, you know, and I feel, uh, I, I just feel like the Jurassic express thing is shoehorned in, in here. The, suddenly making yes, it, a, I would agree. Belts, I'm like, uh, okay, that's a little strange. I agree. And I think, I think we've been kind of playing out this Christian story a little bit too long as a party to it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and having, and, you know, just beating jungle boy a couple times when they really shouldn't have, to be honest with you, and just having him kind of sulk while everybody else builds the angle around him. I, I just didn't think that helped him all that much. I do think it's time to make a change in the tag titles, but I think it's also time to break up the Jurassic express. Although I don't think, I don't know what to do with, with, uh, Luchasaurus. I really don't. Cause he's, he's perfectly fine here in his position as a tag team wrestler on a team. Even a championship team. This is where he should be. He shouldn't be a singles guy. I also don't necessarily want to see Christian and Jungle Boy feud. It's just, well, that's a personal preference thing. 
I feel I would I, much rather see Christian and Luchasaurus tag and then have Jungle Boy be a singles act and go somewhere and see what we have with that and kind of rebrand him and, you know, make him old cranky JR's Jungle Jack Perry and, and have him go on his way. I wouldn't mind him winning the FTR title on Wednesday or Friday, whatever, whichever, whenever they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Whenever, yeah. whichever one of those shows he's doing, I think that'd make it, I, I think that'd make the tag triple threat. Interesting. I think the most interesting choice here is to have team Taz win this because of something that, uh, something that swerve screws up to continue that is he, or isn't he a heel, which I think a little too soon for that, but they they're going with it. And I think he's going to turn heel eventually and join team Taz. I have to be honest with you, which would be really interesting. Cause right now they're, they're down a member with hook. Right. Yes. So there we go. So, so it's a bit of a toss up here. I would like to see team Taz win these titles. I like the Starks Hobbs team a lot. I I think they have good interplay. I think they do well on the interviews together. And I think, yeah. And I think then you do the one-on-one feud with uh, Swerve and Lee. And I think that'll be good. AW world women's world title match champion Thunder Rosa taking on Serena Deeb. I'm going to, Straight out the gate, I think the match is going to be ton multiple times better than the entire build to this match. I think we're gonna. Oh. I think, uh, were you throwing it to me on that? Okay, uh, just as simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Look, I, and I said this on my show. The deeb, the content of the deeb exactly. promo was fantastic. The delivery stunk, and it made it bad. And but this feud was very close to being hot. This feud was very close to being molten hot, to be honest with you. And I think, well, we we saw him on a pre-show match, as I recall, uh, a few pay-per-views ago, and it, it almost stole the show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I love Serena Deeb. I, I think she's fantastic. I think she, really she needs is. a ma- she needs a mouthpiece, or she needs to join somebody somewhere. Uh, or or you know what? You just let her beat people up, and you never put a microphone, or you never put never put a microphone in front of her. Face yeah, if they're if they're gonna do the Dean Malenko thing with her, do the Dean Malenko thing with her. Don't have her talk. It's fine. And AW has the crowd. AW's crowd is more of a work rate crowd, maybe yeah. than you know, nineteen ninety seven WCW, where you know she could come in, she could just tear stuff up and 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 walk away without ever speaking. Well, I, I was I was saying more triple. My, I mean, my favorite Dean Malenko is Triple Threat Dean Malenko in ECW oh, yes, with ECW Benoit stuff. and Douglas, where Douglas can do most of the talking, Benoit can do something that resembled talking, and Dean just stood there and just stared at the camera ice cold. I, I mean, I love, I'm it's probably too soon to take the title from Thunder Rosa. I think so too. I think so too. Which is unfortunate. Cause I think Serena D would make a great heel champion. I think that this build would have benefited from playing to these women's strengths. Yes. Which is wrestling. Well, no, no. I think it would have benefited from just just doing pre-tapes on these interviews because because oh, anytime well. they've done these pre-tapes, Serena Deeb's come off great. And even when you remember when Thunder Rosa was feuding with Britt, those pre-tapes, those pre-tapes were fantastic. I thought. I agree. So so all they had to do was have them doing you know, <laughs> you know, pre-tapes into the camera talking to each other and intersplicing those things. I mean, that would have been great here. Um, I think this match is gonna. I think this match is going to be pretty damn good. Um, I, think I so would too. love, I would love Deeb to win, but she's not going to. No, I think Thunder Rosa remain, retains and remains in AEW too, but it's going to be a great, uh, it's going to be a great match. Before we get to the world title match, Jeff, Danhausen and Hook 
taking on Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. You know what? I thought I was going to hate the Hook-Danhausen combo. And I'm glad, and I was proven wrong. I think it's just, I think it's just oddball pairing enough with two very extreme personalities. Look, it, we're not reinventing the wheel here, right? This is Laurel and Hardy. This is the odd couple. Like, you know, it's, we're, we're it's, dare I say, RK bro. It's Steve Blackman and Al Snow. There you go. You know, it, we're not reinventing anything here, but the clash of personalities really does work. I think it's an interesting combo. Mark Sterling, I think, is a. I think he's developing into an a legitimate treasure for this company. I think he's <laughs> becoming a, a corner, a sneaky cornerstone into keeping some stories together here. Um, you know, this obviously it's going to build eventually to Hook versus Tony Nese, but I think this is a nice distraction in the meantime for the pre-show. I admittedly hate hated this for a while because I thought. I'm a guy. I, I let, look. I love my unrepentant stupidity in my wrestling. I do. You know that. That's one of the, <laughs> one, of the one of the pillars of the Jeff Hawkins love is un, there has to be a little bit of unrepentant stupidity in wrestling. It's got to be absurdity. I, for the most part, and and people will say, well, but what about the Mackie to Britt Baker thing? When I say this, but I don't like my serious getting mixed with my funny all that much. I like keep it, but I thought the Mackie to Britt Baker match was exactly what it was supposed to be for. Uh, sneaky heel versus awesome heel you know it, sure. it was it was it was her trying to trying to use the heel connection to trick her into losing brit dominates the match she gets one quick comeback and gets pinned i thought that was perfect i thought hook if you had kept the mystery about him and kept it going on the trajectory it has even after the qt marshall stuff which was the first inkling that this was going to be a little bit lighthearted, more lighthearted than I wanted. But after destroying the lightheartedness, and if they had kept going, I think you could have had upper, upper mid card, lower top tier hook here after a while. I do. It's obvious that wasn't their plan. They decided to cool them down a bit. They're going to build up Sammy and Darby and other guys that are in that mid card glut. A little bit. So we have to find something for Hook to do. So I've come to my grips with this oddball <laughs> team. And look, yeah, as long as, as long as nobody's expecting Dan Housen to wrestle a four-star match, fine. I know. Hopefully, hopefully um, no one isn't. I loved the knee squash against him. I thought that I was fine. That. That, man, I put six stars on that thing real quick. I was like, yes, kill that fool. Now, I, and I overall like him. I, I, thought, I thought Dan Housen was becoming a little overexposed in some ways being week after week after week. Yeah. We're going to get the odd couple. I think hook continues his thing where he just kind of shoves Dan Housen out of the way and leaves after big wins and stuff like that. Sure. Eventually he'll do something funny to kind of break the tension. And eventually he's going to kill Dan Housen, which will be good, which will be fine. He'll start um, him around, you know, Hey, you know, dad will come out and go, Hey, <laughs> What are you doing? I thought you remember a team Taz here. Blah blah blah. Hook kills Danhausen, comes a heel again, and gets his heat back. I'm 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 fine with this. Um, you know, it's a shame Tony Nice can't be more than Tony Nice at times, in terms of personality, and in but, terms of even even his matches. Because because for me, but the big thing about Tony Nice is there. There's the Tony Nice goes fast and he goes great and it's smooth. And, you know, it, it's impressive acrobatics and things like that, but he never takes that to the next level. 
mm-hmm. of violence or or um uh, uh sense of urgency type of sure. stuff with it it's 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 a clean he's clean mm-hmm. which which is both a good and a bad thing in in modern in he's a modern indie wrestler and and in modern indie wrestling you're not expected to have you know overarching arches and long stories you go out there you have the best acrobatic work rate match you can and you know the crowd digs it so i mean uh mark sterling is getting killed and that'll be fine too because i like mark sterling i like mark sterling too so it'll be a fun distraction to to kick things off a crowd pleaser in and about itself a veritable crowd pleaser in the pre-show yes what's the other pre-show uh that's all uh, that, that's all i picked up on the pre-show or is that right or is that is that house of black match the house trio? of black is apparently on the main card the okay. final match that we're going to talk about aew world title match the champion hangman adam page taking on cm punk jeff how do you feel about the build to this one because I, I feel like it's very divisive or divisive depending on the part of the world you come from very banal or banal depending on the no. um no i i've actually enjoyed the build for this quite a lot and it's me too weirdly it it's so weird what they've done with this build in some ways because of the one week where page is a little heelish and the next week where punk is a little heelish um you know what bothered me in this in this scenario jeff while you what? collect your thoughts I'll tell you what uh, bothered me. I was just taking a pause, but go ahead. Sure you sure you were, old man Jeff. Listen, this is <laughs> this is what bothered me. I don't know why I'm becoming suddenly aggressive. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It just came out of left field. The this is what I guess because this really bothered me. Is that that one promo where where Paige was acting, as you said, heelish, where he was in the ring and he was getting a little pissed off at the audience, where he was like, you know, oh you you, you know, you guys are gonna return the merch that you've bought once I'm done with them kind of thing. Right. Everyone starts going, oh, he's turning heel. And I'm like, where are the signs that he's turning heel? This bothered me to the utmost degree. This is where I realized that WWE has ingrained us with the idea that your babyface champions cannot be fierce. They cannot show passion. They cannot show that, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a, a fierceness to defend their title against a challenger, which happens to be a guy who came into the company after you helped set it up and suddenly he's the top guy and he's he thinks he's starting to run the place while you're the champion. Like, I can get where Adam Page is coming from and actually I'm like, I'm with you, Page. I get this. I'm actually with you and I'm glad you're showing some grit, some anger as a as a world champion. I'm like, you come, you're coming, you, you're coming to get my title? You think this is going to be a cakewalk? You're in for a surprise, buddy. I'm ready for okay. this. Okay, you're wrong though. And here's why. Wow. Um, I have no problem with him just going after punk. If that was the grit and fierceness, sure. But the added layer of calling things masturbatory Bret Hart tribute matches is heelish. Is it? In every way, yes. It's being dismissive of things that the crowd likes. Because the crowd likes Bret Hart. And you're pissing on Bret Hart there. So I think, look, I'm... If he had said, hey, punk, if he had just made it about punk and punk and punk, then it's a fierce champion. Then it's like, look, 
you want me at and 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 maybe even being a little bit more defensive as champion in in a way. I have no problem with that, and I think I think you're right. I think he hasn't shown enough fire in a lot of these feuds, and I think that's been the big Adam Page problem throughout mm-hmm. this. Problem was he was going after people that are his fans, and he was going after people that the fans love in Bret Hart. And that was the step a little bit too over the line for your analysis of this. And that's why every that's why I have no problem with people jumping on the thing where, well, maybe it was shades of a heel turn. Um, so yeah, I uh, you know, there, there's there's a difference there. There's there's you know, um it was just I, I it was a little out of sorts, to be honest with you, even though I liked it overall. It was I, just I, it, it's crapping on wrestling versus crapping on punk. See what I'm saying? It's more like breaking that fourth wall to say, yeah, you see those matches in the, in the Owen tournament and you see punks matches of late when he was with, you know, the former gold dust and also, uh, and also cash wheeler or not cash wheeler, Dax Harwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those were, those were, uh, those were lazy tribute matches in wrestling. That's a little, that's a little too breaking. I see what you mean. I see what the you mean. Fourth wall there. But you know, well, you know, that wouldn't be. Look, we had, uh, you know, just look. There's at too Jer- much of that, anyways. In yeah, exactly. Look at the Jericho, him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Jericho promo last uh, last Wednesday. But uh, okay, I, I'll I'll give you that. That Because I hadn't thought about that aspect, but you know, um, I I also feel like it's a way to go after his character. It's like CM Punk, do you take this seriously enough, right? There's then they a, should. Then they there. should. Then they should have done that on screen. Then, then they should have said that sort of stuff. You are, you are fantasy booking in your head right now. Sure, of course, all the time. You're trying to make it make sense, and and that's the problem here. Is is that's a great way to go if they had done that and they had sat down and thought about it to get it back, or it's like, hey, are you coming in here to be the best you can, or are you coming in here to be Bret Hart? That's a different promo. It's a different promo that Page gave. All right. I still th- look. I still think people over exaggerate when when baby faces show some fierceness. I agree. And, but and the general point is, you're correct. On this point, you're not. Okay. <laughs> or you might be. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> no, no. But uh, what you're saying actually is making a lot of sense. Like you know, I'm. I, you know, why not be swayed? That's what. There, that, there, that's there's what a way about. to there's a way to script it like you wanted it. No, I no, thought you're that absolutely been right. Awesome. You're absolutely right. No, no, it, the way you present it makes, makes a lot of sense. But on the other hand, Punk came out and went full heel in Long Island because he's sure. a heel in Long Island. He's and a regional he, and, heel. He, and there was there's a little bit of I'm the old gunfighter who might need to cheat a little bit to to get an advantage. Mm-hmm. So I could also see. I mean, I th- I think that's the story they wanted to tell. I think the story they wanted to tell is is one of these guys going to take a shortcut to beat the other. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that could be a good one. Um, who takes the shortcut one then? Who do you think is going to win in this uh, in this one here? We sort of laid it out earlier a little bit. We sort of hinted at it. I think Paige retains, personally. I think in the match, at least, I think Punk toes the line. I think he tries to take advantage at one point after, after a certain number of minutes where he hasn't had a lot going for him and Paige keeps kicking out. Look, I think Punk makes a more interesting champion. I do. I like Adam Page. I find him dull as dishwater on on interviews, though, in terms of personality. Interesting. Okay. 
I, I think he, I, I, I think he appeals to the work rate type of people there. Uh, you know, but <laughs> that ain't my jam, man. I want to, I want to, I want somebody who can talk. And I think is, I think the problem was that how they followed up his feuds. His feuds have never been that heated. I, what I really want is Wednesday. I want, I, I don't want them to touch. I don't want them to be even be in the same room together. I'd like a split screen promo type thing, perhaps, or even just separate promos building this thing up. And I want it to be hot fire. Well, That's they're, what announce, they're announcing a face to face. They probably. I hope won't. it doesn't come. I hope it doesn't come to blows. I hope. Yeah, I hope they stay apart, and that'll be fine. I, I don't. I think the arena promo is going to be a problem, to be honest with you. But I mean, I think arena promos are overall ineffective in many, many ways. But you know, we'll see there. I, I think we go back to what MJF said. I beat you in Chicago before. I beat you again. And one day when you have, have a title or you have something that's precious to you, I'm going to take that away from you in Chicago too. And I think MJF goes against punk in Chicago and I think he wins. I personally, I can look, I can see your way very easy. And here's, and here's the other, here's the other layer I want to add on, on why I think Adam page is going to, is going to retain. And I think it has to do with Forbidden Door again. Because I think for Forbidden Door, there is no bigger match that you could book for that show than Kazuchika Okada versus CM Punk. There is no other, there's no bigger match. Hangman? I don't even think it's, I, I don't think it's that big. I, I Okay. Okada, Okada. And I, I, I kind of agree with you for on name value alone. Yeah, yes, that's I think the you're point. Correct. That's the point. Like draw value, name value. I don't think there's anything bigger that they could put on. And I think the titles, if they're if your guys come in with titles, that's the fly in the ointment. That becomes the problem where Gato and Tony Khan don't get along. They won't be able to find a resolution. Then we're gonna go 60 minute Broadway kind of thing, right? I feel because there's a pay-per-view, there's Dominion coming up in New Japan. Okada is defending defending it against a pretty red hot Jay White right now. I would absolutely see Okada dropping the title to Jay White, his current nemesis, and uh, Okada coming in titleless to Forbidden Door to take on a titleless CM Punk. And I think that's your main event regardless. That's the match that will push that will push the pay-per-view buys because we're not talking about ticket sales anymore. We're talking about pay-per-view buys. That's the one that's going to push pay-per-view buys over 200,000 bigger than all out 2021. That's what I think they do. I disagree, but I'll I I grant you that that's a good idea. But in terms of the card that you want here to me, I mean, look, I think in terms of pay-per-view buys you're probably correct. You're probably correct on that one. So let me say that. In terms of the card I would personally strategically book here, if they could get all three on the card, let's say there's three top dream matches on there that you okay. have. I think it's Paige Osprey. I think it's Danielson and Okada. I think it's Punk and Tanahashi. Okay. I thought about Okada Danielson. I really did. And I'm as a fan, I'd love to see it. But I think the name value of CM Punk trumps that. I think you're correct on that. My thing is, I just don't think Punk can do an Okada match. I think he can. Okay. I think because, because you know what? Because, because it's Kazuchika Okada and he'll guide him through it. If there's anything. 
not, okay, let me let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that so people don't jump down my throat about it. I think Punk can do an Okada match. I don't think Punk can keep up with Okada. Okay, that okay, that's an interesting take. Okay. That's what I mean. Okay. I mean, it'll be fine and Punk will grab his headlocks and he'll do his elbow drop and he'll get all his stuff in. He'll do the Pepsi twist. He'll do the Pepsi twist and Okada will be the guy doing That's a lot fun. of the, a lot of the fast stuff. Sure. I think Danielson and Okada is a better match and I think it'll be I think I it's think, a better match. And, and I think Danielson could keep up with Okada a lot more. I think Tanahashi and Punk each know they've kind of lost half a step. I think, mm-hmm. but I think, I think it'd be a better story too, because they are taking their time and they are two wily veterans. So, and I think, and I think Paige and Osprey is just, you're off the charts, do a lot of shit match. Paige and Osprey would be uh, at this stage would be fantastic. Will Osprey mm-hmm. is just absolutely killing it right now with everyone he's stepping in the ring to with. It's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. But you see, that's why, that's why I keep, I, I'm thinking pages retaining pages retaining. And I still think the I still think MJF is the guy to take the belt off of Paige. I don't here's think it's the, punk. Here's the interesting thing. I, I don't know if they've ever fought each other, but Paige and MJF. There's no disrespect to MJF. But can MJF do the Adam Page match? I think so. I, does, I mean, so. he does a lot of the, he does a lot of the heat spots with the with the headlocks. I mean, he did I'm a jungle saying, boy match saying, two years that's ago. True. I'm I'm not saying MJF is a bad wrestler. I'm saying MJF MJF's move set is very 1988. I think he can also surprise a lot of people because he did a jungle boy match two years ago at Revolution, okay. which was one of that's my fine. favorite matches of the year. Fair. Fair. I'm just very, I'm very asking good. the question. There's nothing behind sure. that. I'm just. No, no, they, they, those are. I think we, he can. okay. So we both agree that MJF is the next title contender, correct? Yes, yes. I okay. think. I, I, and that I they don't... find a way. To, they find a way to get there, even though Wardlow. Well, you say Wardlow doesn't win this match. I say Wardlow wins the match somehow. But they find a way to get MJF to be the next title contender. Well, I said Wardlow is probably going to win the match because that that okay. You know, I could see them wanting to push it forward to sort of give MJF something to do heading into. All, uh, all out, but but, but we like, both but we both overall agree that no matter who wins the match, Punk or Hangman, that MJF is the next guy, and that you're probably belting MJF there, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. And just before we wrap, uh, so okay, just to be clear, I think Page retains. You think Punk takes it off? I think I think Punk wins it so that he doesn't have to beat Page. Okay, interesting. Okay. So that MJF doesn't have to be page. One thing that's not on the card right now is the TNT title, Jeff, just before we yes. wrap this up. Which is a complete mess right now, in my in my opinion. I don't think there's you know, people people like to throw around the Cody effect for all sorts of bad things happening in AEW, you know, like, oh, it's the Cody effect because this and that. But honestly, I hate, I hate, I hate the Cody haters. I think Cody was one of the best things about it. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm 100% on your side. Uh, okay. 100%. I've argued, I've argued multiple times on the podcast. His and, wife, not so much him. Fantastic. I, and, and even the ideas that sucked and trust me, I'm not saying he was perfect. He had ideas that were bad. He had bad instincts at times, 
But I think overall there was logic to them. So that that's why I always liked Cody. And he uh, put a continue. bunch of guys over and so on and so forth. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff. But the TNT title right now is, I mm-hmm. feel, has lost its its luster. I don't I don't care about it anymore. It feels, you know how Cody would say, just because it's a secondary title doesn't mean it has to be a mid-card title. Right. Now it feels like a mid-card title to me. I don't disagree. But I but. think there's a way to fix it. Oh, okay. Because I think the story they're going to tell is that on any given week, any wrestler can win the TNT title. And I think they have to go hard on that. And I think the solution is a lower mid-card guy who you don't expect to win the match has to win the title. And 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 right now, there's a couple guys, and I, here's the level I'm talking about. Takeshita mm. winning it in a match because they're kind of telling the story of he's fighting these top-tier guys who hold titles but not quite getting there. I could see that happening. A Nick Camaroto sure. winning one week, that level of guy. A guy where you go, oh, my God. And then you can't immediately beat him because otherwise then it is just a garbage mid-card title. But you use that as a way to crown a guy as opposed to what I think they're going to do is just bring Miro back and have him win it. <laughs> Which I'd be okay with. Like, to me, there's a there's a level. I, I honestly thought they were going to run with Scorpio Sky, babyface Scorpio Sky. And that yeah. he was going to, I was like, I, I had t- touted this. I was like, look, the best thing to do is have him do an open challenge a la Cody and do that shtick again. You know, mm-hmm. wrestle the under guys, bring guys up from the indies for some one shots, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe sign a, a guy or two in the meantime, you know, just recreate that prestige in regards. I've heard people say, you know, the best way to rehabilitate this would be to slap it on Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. And you, sure, you know, no. you, well, you put it on a world exactly like they did with Cody, a guy that you perceive as a top tier number one guy in the company who gets that title, the man makes the title in this case. Absolutely 100%. It's rehabilitated. Now I, the hot potatoing, the the smashing of it on, on Rampage, the, mm-hmm. all this bullshit. Like, th- thank you for not making me care about this title anymore. You know? But the man doesn't make the title. The booking makes the title. It depends, man. It depends. Not, not, well, look, I mean, to me, you give it to him, it's, it's, like Intercontinental Champion Brian Danielson or US yeah. Champion Brian Danielson. That's that's what it becomes. I think the title brings Danielson down. I disagree. It's, it's Shinsuke Nakamura holding the Intercontinental. No, title. no, no. Because look, unless they had give if they had given it to Shinsuke Nakamura, hot off of the Royal Rumble win and all of that stuff, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But they okay. put it on the perennially uh, cooled off. Un, uninteresting uh, Shinsuke Nakamura who defended it what yeah, once well, okay. in the seven months that he had it or something something like that. Like, Here's my point. You give it to Danielson and mm-hmm. he loses it three weeks later. No, but he doesn't have to lose it. Three, that's the point. But no, but what I'm saying is that's why I'm saying the man doesn't make the title. I'm saying this guy, whoever holds it, I mean to build it, if you got to build it back up like that, one of two things has to happen. It has to be somebody who you don't expect to win it wins it and then it becomes interesting. And that becomes a game of guy getting wins over a lot to build him up. Or you give it to a guy who's upper top or lower top card. And he's, and he's just beating your mid card the entire time. Sure. Okay. 
does that make the title better? I mean, it, it's 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 one of those but things where the guy, I, you know, but then the guy who does finish him off like a because he becomes a final boss type of thing. Yes, know? and that's fine. It's just you have to figure out who's going to beat the final boss. Well, there you go. And and I think and and meanwhile, while you're doing that, you don't get Danielson going up against the dream match guys. I don't think you can't. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you have like Paige versus Danielson for the TNT title, I don't know. It Fair just feels a little. So, you know, so so you're getting Ricky Starks versus Danielson, which is a fun match. Don't get me wrong, but you don't think you don't think Starks has any chance of beating him until he does. Well, again, I mean, but then 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 you get a well, yeah. But what this thing needs is clean wins now because no, we've I, already no. had the chicanery with with the American Top Team stuff. We need we need great a great match to crown a guy who's going to make a run, yes, and who's going to make a long run. And that guy also has to be beat clean, in my opinion. And and you're to then to then transfer that heat over to the next guy. Your Takeshita idea, I can buy into that. I think that's really interesting because I've been racking my brain asking myself after Wednesday's match with Paige, you know, how much let's should throw, it... let's throw DDT a bone here. Yeah. Cause let, let's just go with this guy. Cause that was, he had a fantastic match. Put him on should... forbidden door too. I mean, that, that'll be fine as well. I mean, <gasps> forbidden door as well. How about that? It would be a true forbidden door then. Yes. So that wraps it up. We went through everything possible. And factual on the card, pinpoint precision predictions that you're going to <laughs> hopefully you hour got and score. forty minutes later pinpoint <laughs> predictions. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank Jeff so much for taking time uh, this weekend for for joining me, man. I always enjoy talking wrestling with you, man, and we don't do it half enough as we do, as we should. We have but... our own territories. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Can't work together. Nobody wants to go over. Put the other guy over. That's the issue. I said uh, no. But before next we time. go, put yourself over. Let everyone know where they can follow all your stuff. Sure, you can follow my bad jokes. It's price for flight. The chat would say at Crap Game Thirteen, mostly just snarking about wrestling. Uh, I do a show called Shake Them Ropes, as I was introduced uh, on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino. Kind of just meandering anything we watched, including classic content, WWE, a lot of AEW as well, pay-per-view predictions and all the news and happenings of the week. That can be found on all your favorite podcatchers by Shake Them Ropes. Or you can just, if you download everything on Voices of Wrestling, we got a lot of shows for every kind of niche fandom as well, including the flagship and Music of the Mat, both of which are fantastic shows. I highly recommend. Wednesdays, I'm on a Patreon Call on Fight Game Media for five bucks a month. In addition to the free shows on that feed, you can have my my microscopic breakdown of every segment on Dynamite with Paul Ace Fontaine. It is creatively called the Dynamite Show. Big brain. It's stuff. a lot of fun. We like to do it, and then occasionally you can see me popping in over at Fightful with our old friend Sean Ross Sapp. Well, there you go. Well, thanks, again. thanks so much, Jeff. And uh, we also got during the while we were doing all of this, we got a super chat from Exciting Stuff, and thank you very much. Very generous super chat it says, "OMG, how did I miss this? Going to rewatch my Lord <laughs> Taichi told me so. 
But uh, thanks again, Jeff, and please do do uh, do follow. Uh, I-, I listen to Shake Them Ropes uh, on the reg every week. Never miss yes, it. Uh, I'm not quite prepared to pay premium to listen to Jeff Hawkins yet, but I'm sure yeah, the sh- I'm sure the Dynamite Show's great. <laughs> I take a lot of my same opinions under the free show, but still, <laughs> just don't, don't tell anyone. The Shake Them Ropes Patreon failed miserably, so don't <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. Um... <laughs> so there we go. So we're going to wrap it up on that note. Thank you, everyone, for joining us live today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like this, you know, do the drill. Drop a like on YouTube. Drop a review on your favorite podcast application and all that jazz. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And on top of that, enjoy Double or Nothing. Yes. And we'll see you next time.